Welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. And welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. In today's episode, it is going to be very different. I put on my investigative hat and interviewed top-rated resume writers within my own company who were doing great work and wowing their own clients. These are real resume writers that work weekly, or perhaps I should say daily, to create resumes that get their clients results. I asked them about their process, what their secret sauce was, and even mistakes they've made when writing resumes. I believe you're going to hear some great answers and learn something that you didn't know before because I know I did. Without further ado, here are our top resume writers giving away exactly what they do to help land their clients their dream job. David, thank you so much for joining us on the Career Warrior Podcast. I'm so excited to have you. You are absolutely one of the best. This is a question that often I think about a lot, but like in terms of motivations, what motivates you when you are writing resumes? Why do you write resumes for clients here at Let's See Grandma? It's a great question because it's something that people, you know, family members will ask me as well. You know, like, oh, you know, what's the kind of, what's the joy you get? What's the motivation you get from writing resumes for clients? And I think it kind of goes back to something that you've said in podcasts before, which is this kind of joy, this kind of excitement that you get from clients when they are on this job search and they kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, nothing makes me happier than when I'm on the phone with a client and I can hear in their voice just right away that the document that they opened, well, now that they opened a few days before, is something that excites them. Like it's it's kind of fueled this flame again for them. That joy that they get from that, that excitement that they get from that helps me with my motivation. Awesome. I could not have said it better. And it's just removing that pain point from clients and giving them that joy. I think I could not agree more with Megan. Thanks so much for joining us here on the career warrior podcast. You are amazing. And I'm so excited to get some of your insights as the resume writer. I want to hear from you specifically. How did you get into the quirky world of resume writing? So I was really fortunate in that I learned it in college. So one of the first undergraduate courses I took was in business writing and my school had a very targeted approach and they wanted us to learn real world skills. So in this class, instead of writing essays about things like books or history, we wrote resumes and cover letters and memos and emails and got to learn all of those great skills. And then I continued working on them throughout college as a teaching assistant for that course and also working in a communication center where I helped students all across the school. So really great foundation there and then just kind of took it in, did a little freelance in my career and then started at Let's Eat Grandma a few months ago. That's awesome. Yeah, and for me, I share a similar background in starting you know, from college and having it evolve after that. But I always ask myself, like, how did I get in this in the first place? You have a good story there too. Alex, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You are one of the best out there. I really can't thank you enough for doing this episode here. I wanna hear, in your opinion, why is resume writing so important from your perspective? Thanks, Chris. It's a pleasure doing this. Well, a resume is a sales tool that basically says to an interviewing or hiring authority, you need to interview me because I've been successful before and I'll be successful for you. So a resume alone is not likely to get you hired. Its purpose is to get you, know, to get you a face-to-face -face audience with a hiring manager. However, it is also unlikely that you will ever be able to get to a face-to-face -face interview without a well-written resume. So you're getting a new job 
is important, then resume writing must must be as well. So it's it's like the end to how to get to that job, that golden ticket that you won right there. So you, without that resume, it's unlikely that you'll get there. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad you said sales pitch too, because a lot of people think of the resume as like this perfect document that's exactly what you've done from start to finish, and they people include everything. But at the end of the day, right, we're trying to turn this into a sales pitch. So that means including the information that people need to see for you to get called into the interview. All right, David, what's usually the first step you take when you start writing the resume? Um, some of it is housekeeping stuff, just making sure that all my ducks are in a row. You know, I have all the information I need that would make just the important information for a resume, you know, obviously dates, time, uh, not times, excuse me, uh, locations, job titles. But I think the biggest thing I want that I, from my clients before I start writing a resume, because it is a collaborative process, you know, we're going to have time to talk about the particulars and the specifics. The biggest thing that I want to know is the kind of big picture. I want the scope from them. And usually I get that through emails with them um, beforehand. But before I sit down and start working on a client's resume, I kind of want to know them a little bit more to get a better idea of who they are. So the very first thing that I always do is just get organized. I think the mistake that a lot of people make is they get kind of stressed about starting the process and just start writing things down without a clear path to sort of focus on. And so what I do if I'm working on a client, it's downloading all of their files and getting all their information up. Or if I'm doing it for myself, I'll be opening up my past resumes, opening up past cover letters, looking at things like my old job description. So always important to say whenever I'm applying for a new job, always download that job description and save it because if I end up having it and actually getting that job, then I have it to reference in the future. Things like performance reviews and then also getting all the jobs that I'm looking to apply to. I'll download them from LinkedIn or whatever website I'm using, copy and paste them into Word and then have them ready so that I can highlight them and reference them and have everything ready to go. So I have a really clear setup so that I'm not constantly looking around, searching for the different things that I might need. I'm able to just keep working and moving forward. Definitely must be figuring career goals. You know, and what we have to get there. And by we, I mean the client and myself. I'm a soccer coach, by the way. It's very similar to soccer coaching and preparing an effective game plan, you know, consists of understanding your objective. Like, do we want to win? Do we aim for a tie? Is it a friendly game? We just try out new tactics. And we have to understand what kind of players do we have to get there. So translating that to resume writing realm, you know, my first objective is to understand what the job search goals are. Specifically, what types of jobs the client is going to pursue. I want to know everything, specific job links the clients would like to apply for. And after that, I get to review everything the client has sent me. Old resume, old cover letter, recommendations, questionnaire responses. This is where I become the client's family member, basically. I have to know everything. And that's to understand what we have to get to the goal, right? So. Then I choose the strategy that will move, that will most likely result in job interviews for the clients. So I, you know, trying to understand what kind of sections I'm going to include, flow, the content to include, the content to leave out, stuff like that. Awesome. Makes a lot of sense. And as a family member, I would love for you to be my tag team person helping me to write that resume. So how awesome. <laughs> what a cool relationship. All right, Alex, question three, take one. So according to your manager here, you've really wowed clients at Let's Eat Grandma. What is your secret sauce? 
I want to know in terms of the resume itself, though, what is your secret sauce? What makes your resumes so good? As far as the resume side of it, I try to get as much information as possible. I tell my clients right off the bat, just, you know, the first time I meet them, the most information you give me is the best because we can always cut back. We can never add on. During the consultation as well, I let my clients just kind of speak from where they want to speak, where they're comfortable with. I let them know that it's not a formal interview. You know, it's just a conversation between, you know, me and them. I want it to be casual. I want it to be somewhere they can feel that they can say things, whether it's their bragging about accomplishments. And I say, you know, it's okay to brag. You know, no one's gonna, it, don't worry about humility. You don't have to tell me like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you know, it wasn't that Someone big that of a deal. that goes out the door, right? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. I'm like, yeah. make it a big deal. Tell me yeah. it's a big deal because that's what I want because then we can use those achievements on your resume. You know, I, I try, you know, we have clients that are a little bit timid and I try to kind of break their shell a little bit to get them out of their mold just because I want them to open up. Um, I want them to be, you know, proud of their own achievements as well. I can count as many times where clients are just not confident in their own achievements. And I'm like, you got to be confident. This is you on a page and I want to make sure that I show you on a page. I don't want to just show some other, you know, software developer or manager or, or yeah. director. It needs to be for, first and foremost, you and then your great accomplishments that boost that title for someone that's looking at the resume um, to say, you know, this is the right person. Yeah. So if I could distill that great advice down, it would be the awareness of the accomplishments in your past jobs and being confident in those and being able to put them on paper, I think is what makes yeah. your resume stand out. I think the most important thing and where I find having a resume writer work with you or even just a friend if you're doing this on your own is having someone that pushes you to ask a lot of questions. And that's what I do with my clients, right? So they'll send me all this intake information of the resume that they have and the cover letter that they've been using. And if they were working well or they were what they wanted, they wouldn't need me, right? The information on there obviously needs to go farther. It needs to work deeper. So I need to be the person who's there that's driving those conversations and asking every single question that could possibly pop into my head about what might relate to their current roles. And every single time, without a doubt, new details come up, really amazing achievements come up that they never really thought to talk about, um, that are these things that they've done that maybe they've even forgot about because it's been five years, but something I said sort of clicked a light in their head and it comes out. So it's really constantly asking questions and diving really deep to get those details that are missing. And then the other thing that I think is really important is refocusing the attention of the client from sort of general duties to achievement. So I think a lot of people don't understand that a resume isn't really supposed to mirror a job description. So when they write a resume for themselves, they're writing really general things of like duties that they do every day, like answer the phones, respond to emails, go to meetings. And yes, you do those things. And there could be a way to phrase that on a resume that seems sort of like an achievement, but you really want to focus on the great things that they've done. Because you'll have a chance in an interview to tell someone, yeah, I know how to answer a phone if they really care about that. But they want to know about the most important things that you've done in your career and you want to highlight those. So sort of driving their attention that way. No secrets, it's all magic. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Uh, the funny thing is that if you Google the words resume secrets or resume magic, if you will, you'll yeah. get over like 70 million results. 
there are no secrets to resume writing. The process is not even mysterious, right? Writing a great resume is very, very simple as long as you have an effective resume strategy. It's often a statistical challenge, you know, and my job is to develop resumes that will have a higher probability of helping clients get those face-to-face -face interviews. So there are a couple of things that I believe turn run-of-the-mill resumes into impressive one. But first, I've already mentioned that targeting specific jobs, it's essential to know your job search goals. This will help create a resume customized to stress the relevancy of its content to the particular job you're applying for. That's my number one, personally, because that's the point, right? Like I mentioned, resumes are written not for self-gratification purposes. It is to make sure you look good in the eyes yes. of people responsible for making hiring decisions. And this, by the way, this goes against the grain a little bit because everyone wants to have a one-size-fits-all solution. You know, just create one resume, send it out to as many employers as you possibly can in hopes that quantity will convert to quality at some point. So creating targeted resumes, though, you know, implies you should have a couple of resume versions if you're pursuing different types of roles or industries. And additionally, you, you need to tweak each of those versions each time you apply for a job. This is no fun. There's no magic, no secrets. It just requires a bit of time and understanding of how the hiring process works. Second, you know, stories sell and numbers tell. Numbers, statistics, percentages, and the like on a resume get attention. It helps recruiters, hiring managers see the impact that you made. You know, so instead of focusing on the things you did on a daily basis, you know, you can just concentrate on the results of the work because that's essentially what employers want to see. You know, you increase revenue by 62% or you save $2 million in IT expenses, stuff like that. All right, David, what is one mistake that you used to make when writing resumes? I thought this was an interesting one when I wrote it down, but I can think about what I used to do. But what have you evolved past, I guess, in your resume writing process? Oh, I can say right away with Lexi Grandma, you know, I knew what the idea of keywords were. I didn't have an understanding of maybe their utilization within ATS and how to correctly place them on a document to make the most sense and to be the most effective to ensure that, you know, your resume gets seen. And I think that was the biggest mistake I made is I just really didn't know how to formulate the words on the page that made sense. And I think my own resume probably suffered for a long time because of it. <laughs> I was applying to jobs in the past, but now, you know, definitely I understand. I don't want to say they're like tips and tricks, but there are different, you know, ways to go about different methodologies that you use to make sure that, you know, keywords are placed accordingly and that you use them in the best way, that they're just not kind of just thrown on there for no reason. I would actually say the biggest mistake is something that I used to do with my own resume, which was only thinking about my resume when I was actively applying to jobs, which I think is a mistake that anyone, probably like 95% of us make because we're not worried about the next job that we're going to get when we're currently employed and happy in the position that we have. But say three years down the line from now, you're looking to apply to a new role and sort of expand your breath. There's no way you're going to remember everything you've done over the last three years of your career if you're not keeping track of it somehow. So something that I always started doing was doing these sort of quarterly check-ins with myself and writing down things about what I achieved, what new duties I took on, any big projects I completed. And it's important to do that regularly as well as at specific milestones in your career. If you get promoted, if you finish a really big project because you're never going to remember everything. It's just not possible. You do too much in your daily life and you don't want to forget those really big achievements. So think about your resume all the time, not just when you're looking for a new job. 
All right, Alex, what's one mistake that you used to make when writing resumes that you've learned from? I used to overestimate the qualifications of people who screen or pass along the resume. I realized that often resumes are received for a particular job opening are reviewed by third parties, you know, HR individual, internal recruiter, or, yeah. or some admin person. And more often than not, those people have no direct experience with the job they're recruiting for. They rely on the information provided to them by other people. So, you know, my approach changed there a little bit. I was like, you know, I think many job seekers believe that if they take the time, you know, to prepare an effective resume, it is going to be read by decision makers with yeah. inside knowledge of the job requirements, strong business acumen and industry experience. So I was like most candidates, I'd say, thinking that resumes are being considered by intelligent business people who have a genuine sense of appreciation for what you can do for the company. That's often not the case. Therefore, I started writing resumes that would be clear to people who are not industry experts. Must be very clear. That still means including some technical details if necessary, but also making sure the resume isn't going too far with jargon. Yeah, that's a great point you just made. And that's a mistake I used to make as well. So when you're writing them though, are you also including some of a little bit of that jargon or are you removing it completely? It depends of course, because some jargon can be keywords, but at the same time, you know, a resume, uh, the content should be pretty clear even to people outside of the industry, like to a high schooler, if you will. So even if, they, if there are some, you know, specific terms and stuff like that, it shouldn't be too much for sure. All right. Hope you enjoyed listening to this episode here. I just, once again, this is my own company. So I was, I was just blown away by some of these answers here. And a lot of them are in alignment with what I've preached in this podcast episode. Things such as showcasing accomplishments versus just talking about just your job descriptions and what you've done before in the past. But it was so cool to hear different insights from people really all over the country and all over the world really sharing what gets results. Like these are the people who are truly in it. Like I haven't personally written a resume in a while, to be honest, but these people are in there working and really working their butts off to help and wow their clients there. So hope you found this episode to be useful if you are writing your own resume, if you realize that this process is too intimidating and you just want somebody to take the pain away, make sure to go to letseatgrandma.com and order one of our packages. You may just luck out and get one of these writers if you end up working with us. All right, y'all, that wraps it up for today. I'm excited to talk next week with Kimberly Cummings about leadership and how to transition into a role that is more leadership focused. And after that, we'll follow up with top mistakes while your application is getting rejected. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior podcast. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't already done so. Otherwise, I will see you next week. Career Warrior Podcast. And for more on your job search, please make sure to check out Let's Eat Grandma's website at letseatgrandma.com forward slash CWP. That's where you can find her blog, attend job seeker events, and learn more about her awesome resume services. Let me just say, I'm happy you're subscribed on Apple or Spotify, but you are missing out if you haven't seen the additional resources on our website. Once again, that's letseatgrandma.com forward slash CWP. And please don't forget to leave a review. The support from my fellow warriors is what will help me get noticed and what will help the algorithm so other job seekers can discover us too. I promise I read all the reviews and you will just make my day. That's all. I'll see you next episode this Monday morning. 